Thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today, and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nvplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. I'm so excited because we're closing out this series called Detox. And for some of us, this series was uh, kind of God answering your prayers for some of us, right? Like, God, I need you to help me figure out all the stuff that's going on internally, right? Because church, sometimes we can play the front, we can play the picture, we can wear the church mask, and we can wear the church music. Come on. <laughs> Blessed, holy, and highly favored. You know, we can play church, but God came to seek and save the lost in soul, in spirit, internally. And if you notice, if you gauge the health of who you really are, not your physical health, but your spiritual health, you'll understand there's some moments, there's some seasons, there's some time we need to take to detox our spirit, to detox our thoughts. And, and these last three weeks, we've been talking about detox, detox, what are ways, what are different things, excuse me, that the enemy tries to attack you, that he tries to confuse you, that he, he really tries to, to, to get into your mind. And today we're going to talk about the tongue. And if you have been a believer longer than 15 minutes, you know the tongue is a very awesome topic in the Bible. Who really hits it the hardest, though, is James. Now, if you know the Bible and you know the book of James, uh, well, listen, if you're a new believer um, and you want some, like, absolute, like, you know, practical instructions on how to live, just start <laughs> verse 1, chapter 1 of the book of James, right? Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, if you want to get slayed in the spirit, read the book of James, and it'll tell you what to do, not to do. I love James, the way it talks about the tongue. It talks about the tongue so, it's, it's just so, it's so amazing. We're going to preach on it today, um, but the title of today's talk, the title of this message um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I really try to preach 30 minutes, all right? I really try to give you 30. And um, here's the truth. Attention spans don't really last that long, if you didn't know that. Um, so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to present your idea. And then after this, we're going to do an altar call. That's what we do at church. We, we give everyone opportunity to say yes to Jesus, right? We give everyone opportunity. Listen to me right here, right now. This is your sign from God. Some of you guys ended up here today. And you said, God, give me a sign. This is your sign. If you're hearing my voice, this is God's sign that he still loves you, that he's still over you, that his grace is on you. Today is the day of salvation. Don't let, don't let it pass you. Don't overlook it. Don't overcomplicate it. Jesus is simple. Choose Jesus. You choose life. Amen. So I'm going to speak for a little bit. I call this sermon Speak Life. Man, it could be so simple. But isn't that so hard sometimes to just speak life? Like if I was the preacher that you don't need, I'm gonna, pre I'm gonna try to be the preacher that you, you do need, right? The preacher that you do need, the preacher that I need is a preacher that doesn't just talk about things, but kind of tells me how to handle it. That doesn't just present ideas, that kind of walk me down the journey on how to execute that idea. This morning, I'm not gonna just talk about speaking in words, I'm gonna talk about how we need to manage those things. How we need to govern those things. How our tongue could be the most spiritual thing in our bodies. Not your church attendance, your tongue. Not your religion, not how much Bible you know. The most spiritual thing you can see on a person is their tongue. And I love the way James tackles it. If you have a Bible, open me to the book of James, chapter 3, verses 3 to 5. And again, I'm going to be jumping all over these verses. I really believe this message would change your life. Not because 
Pastor Ariel formed uh, most of the series, not because of his words, not because of the ideas and the, the good feelings. No, no, no. This word could transform your life because if God is in it, his word will never come back void. Some of us have been living in a trap in our mind. We've, we've, we've let toxic things and toxic ideas and and, and theology that's kind of not all right and all together and doctrine that kind of like waves with the wind. We've let that come into our relationship with God. But tonight's the moment that we kind of align our ears and eyes to Jesus when it comes to our tongue. Amen? You guys ready for this word? It says in James chapter 3, verse 3 to 5, when we put bits into the mouths of horses, horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. So what is he saying? What is he, he's giving an analogy. You put a little bit in a, in a horse's mouth. You can gauge the entire movement of a horse with just controlling his mouth. Do you see the analogy? I'm telling you, book of James, new in the faith. Read it. it it'll literally help you. Verse 4, or take ships as an example, right? So all of the Bible, they give you analogies, different examples. Although they're so large, right? Think about the Titanic, so huge, and they're driven by strong winds. Let me, let me, let me let you know something. They're actually steered by a small rudder, whether the pilot wants to go. What is he saying? Huge Titanic is actually controlled by a small rudder. We know how that movie goes, right? I just heard they're doing a part two. Shout out Titanic. I don't know if that's a lie or not, but, you know, fake news. Sorry, got your hopes up. <laughs> There's another one, you know what I'm saying? The whole Titanic literally could have avoided that whole movie. Jack would have never fell into the, I mean, like, nothing would have ever happened if he just controlled a small rudder. Listen, why is James being so extreme? Why is he saying just these little things that could bring chaos, just these little things that control? Listen, your tongue controls you. Your tongue, your, your tongue could sh literally shift your mind. Your tongue has the power to shift your mentality, to shift your perspective, to shift every single, I'm saying ship a lot because I'm talking about boats, but I meant to say shift. You guys with me this morning? I'm two cups of coffees in. Can you encourage me for a second? Come on, can we make some noise if you love Jesus? Help me out. Just drummed up, you know what I'm saying? I'm all drummed up. Man, well, why, is he, why is he showing these little examples? Because maybe the biggest things that can destroy your life are the smallest things. What if instead of trying to be better at closing fires, we, start, we stop what actually starts the fire? Instead of trying to like be reactive, how about we be proactive? Because God's given you a tongue. He's given you power. And in the tongue, there's power. Today, I want to talk about the power of the tongue and, and kind of what, what, what James says is, is kind of important. Listen, how many of you guys ever heard the phrase before? Sticks and stones, come on, may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. How many of you guys ever taught that? Awesome. Man, we are so naive to believe that, right? We are so naive. Do you know how I know we're naive? Because you remember the worst thing someone said to you. If you're being real, you can go your whole life with children and still be affected by what your dad told you when you were six. And it's just following you, and it's following you, and it's following you. Watch this. And now you're repeating words, and you don't even know the damage you're doing just because you were an echo of what someone told you. It's, a, it's words that change your life. It's words 
that can actually hurt you. They can damage you. Remember, they did a study, and they had people build houses of cards, right? Build a house of cards. And, and, and my dad was telling me this study. They surrounded them with people encouraging them while they built the house of cards. And then they wanted to do kind of an experiment, a social experiment. We're going to switch the person, and then we're going to switch the words that we're saying. So for one individual, we're going to surround him and encourage him. You can build this house of cards. You, you're the best stacker I've ever seen. You ever seen someone shuffle a deck? And, like, I feel like you've been waiting all day to show me how good you shuffle, but whatever. We're going to keep it like that. Um, I'm venting. Anyways. See someone shuffle a deck. She, uh, here's, here's my thing. You guys got to stay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go and I'm trying to stay where I'm at. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. Is that everything that comes in and out of your mouth can be positive. It can build people up or it can be negative and tear people down. In this experiment, they surrounded people, surrounded some of people, encouraging them. You can build it. You can build it. You can build it. Can I tell you, that person built a house of cards. He built it. They brought, they switched the person you know, these people aren't specially trained. He's, you know, build the cards, but we're going to discourage him. You can't do it. You can't do it. Boo, you suck. You're not going to be able to complete it. You're a loser. Your hands are shaking. And as they began to speak negativity, the individual got so shaken up, she wasn't even able to build a house because she got no cards standing up. Now, how did someone go from building the entire house to someone not building anything and nothing changed only thing that changed was what was coming out of people's mouths. It was what they were feeding into that person. I hope you get convicted the next time you say something that will actually hurt someone. I hope you get us a little nudge when you say something a little negative towards your neighbor or negative towards your family or negative towards your friends. That's not the heart of Jesus. Why would God give you a mouth if you're just going to bring everyone down? Why would God give you the ability to even speak? It was not to lift him up and to lift others up. Detox your life, man. Detox your tongue. Let's talk about weak. And let's talk about strengths. You think you're strong because everything that comes to your mind, you spit it out. You don't think about it. That's not strength. That's weakness. The, guy, the strongest guy in the church isn't the guy with the biggest biceps. The coolest guy in the church isn't the guy who sleeps around. The best, strongest guy is the guy who could do all those things, but he resists. But he says, I'm not going to throw my body out there. I'm in honoring my relationship with my wife. I'm not going to throw my attention out there. I'm honoring the relationship with my kids. And it's a person that understands their value to actually get to a place where they say, I'm not going to operate in weakness. I'm going to operate in strength. And it takes that type of thinking. If you're a person that you're really quick with your mouth, you're really quick to clap back, you're really quick to throw negativity back at people, can I tell you, sticks and stones, they, they actually will crush your spirit. Your words will actually crush somebody's spirit. Your words can actually lead someone to negativity. You can go through the best Sunday service ever, and in the lobby, you say something that's a little uneasy. It's kind of like, devil, why would you allow that person to tell me that after an amazing Sunday? Anybody else? Y'all good. Sundays are great. You go home. You fly to your house. You hover to your bathroom on Sundays. No, things happen. Things, things happen. Come on. And you have to have the ability to say, no, no, no. I'm going to learn the power of my tongue. I'm going to control it. I'm going to control it. Your friends, your relatives, your parents, your teachers, your spouses, your coaches, your coworkers, your bosses, 
what have, what have some of these people, how have they wound you with your words? For a second, before I talk about you damaging others, let's talk about the damage people have done to you. Before we talk about how your words can eventually change people's lives, let's talk about how people's words have changed your life. Because it's until you know what's been poured into you that you can pour into someone else. It's until you know that something has to stop with you, you stop it from bringing it into someone else's reality. What are some of the things people have told you? You're a loser. You're never going to make it. It's over. You're done. You're finished. This is going to finish you. Maybe people telling you, this, this should have broke you. What you doing in church? Raising your hands and words. You don't know. I know what you, I know you. What is this you're worshiping in church? What is this? Because I know who you really are. I know how you really act. And, and it's those things that literally, they probably walk with you till this day. My dad tells me experiences that his principal told, his principal in high school is those words still are in my dad's head. My dad's about to be 50. Not saying PG doesn't know how to let things go. The truth is, is that people do damage in your life. And it can actually last a long time. It can actually affect you. It can change the way you see life. It can change your perspective. How people hurt you. That should encourage you not to hurt others. I'm not going to hurt because I know what that feels like. I'm not going to speak negativity into their lives or about them in front of them or behind their back because I know what it feels like to be talked behind my back. I'm not going to judge people in church because they don't know the Bible in two months. No, I know there's a process. I know you walk in your faith. I know you're not where you used to be, but you're not where you want to be. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to encourage you. Yeah, she's dressing a little weird. She don't know the culture. Walk with her. Believe in her. Encourage her. How many times Christians get so judgmental just because you've been in church longer and you don't give people the grace that people gave you when you were studying, when you were growing, when you were in the church. Man, let's give grace away. If this is going to be a house of God, it's going to be a house of picking people up. One of the worst words you have, you have ever heard, man, speak a better word over someone's life. What is the worst phrase that someone's ever given you? Man, take it, flip it, and bring life into your world and to the people around you. The tongue has power. Number one, the power to control. Your tongue has the power to control. Somebody say control. Come on, say it like you mean to say control. Our words have the power to control us. People tell me, oh, I'm God, this season, oh, God, God's leading me to work on my prayer life. God's leading me to work on my worship life. God's leading me to work on my giving life and my serving life. Man, what if this season we say, God, can you work on my tongue? Can you work on my mouth? Can you work on the act, the thing that you've given me the power to repeat your words? The ability you've given me to speak life and to change the situation around me. Your words are powerful. Your, your words have the power to control. Proverbs 15.4 says this, the soothing tongue is a tree of life. And that's why people keep coming to you and talking to you. Uh, for you, that people have been coming to you and asking for advice, they usually don't do it. They've been doing a lot. You think you're just a good listener. No. Your tongue is a tree of life. When people come to you, they find life. They're going to keep coming back to what's pouring into them. You wonder why you have no friends. Maybe if you stop pouring negativity, pour encouragement, pour lifting people up. 
What am I saying? What am I saying? This is proactive Christianity because we're not asking God to put out fires that we could prevent. And the soothing tongue is like a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Crushes. A tongue that's not uplifting. Come on, you got the ability to be a tree of life or to be a desert that crushes people. That's your ability. There's power in your tongue. There's power in your tongue. Notice a small spark. A small spark can start a forest fire. Just a small, I I forgot to put it out. I forgot to put it out. No, no, no. Those words that you're forgetting to take back can literally tear someone's life up. The words that you're just throwing out there carefully. Listen, we need to be better Jesus followers. Jesus didn't speak first. He listened first. Jesus didn't have an answer. He asked a question first. We need to be more like Jesus. We need to have the heart of Jesus. We need to be pouring into people's lives. In church, are you only praying about yourself? Are you praying for others? Are you lifting up others? Are your burdens and your things at the top of your prayer list? Or is there people around you that you are lifting up, that you're praying for? Come on, how many words do you pour into so many places? Can I tell you, last Tuesday, I sat with someone for an hour after church. I was tired. I was hungry. I was sweaty. But I had the time of my life pouring into a young adult. Had the time of my life. We were just talking and talking and talking and talking. And I made myself, I made a decision. Every Tuesday, I'm going to give somebody my, a moment. I'm going to give them 30 minutes, 25 minutes of conversation for me to just simply lift them up, to simply encourage them. Because what I know what that does in that person, that builds up something in me. I can't explain it. But when I speak life, it brings me life. When I lift people up, come on, it lifts me up. Christianity is realizing your purpose is only surrounded by people. God didn't have his mission over the people he came to serve. Watch this. His mission was the people he came to serve. And some of us think that what God's plan is is over the people that are going to bring us there. No, 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 no. What God is going to do, God's going to elevate you. But the process of elevation is going to be the people that lift you up. Who are you encouraging? Who are you building up? Who are you speaking life into? Alan Redpath, he created some type of mutual encouragement. So this is for people who really have a bad time speaking life. It's hard, it's difficult, and he created an acronym that can actually help people who really have a problem with controlling their tongue. And as much as this doesn't have Bible verses and it doesn't say Holy Spirit in it, listen, this is much powerful because the biblical teachings that we read and that we study, when you pull out the truth and the heart, it's written in these guidelines of people that need help for how to communicate, how to lift people up. He gives us an acronym. He says, uh, Alan Redpath, he says, I'm going to give you an acronym. It's THINK, T-H-I-N-K. The T stands for is it true? Is it true? The very reason you're about to bring someone down, is it even true? Before you pour negativity into your mom, is it even true? Before you confront a church leader on something, is it even true? This is the part that needs more grace. This is the part we need more help with because we're so quick to point out the, 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 the speck of wood in someone else's eye and so quick to ignore the, the log that is in our face, right? And it's so easy to kind of point out the things and other people and to say, oh, she did it and he did that. Number one, T, is it even true? Before you speak negativity, before you break someone's day and crush someone's spirit, is it even true? I hope you're taking notes that this can help you. H stands for is it helpful. 
is it helpful? If I'm not helping people, what am I doing? If I'm a Christian and I'm not helping people, what am I doing? I, T-H-I, is it inspiring? Do you just tell people what's wrong with them or do you actually help people point towards their solution? Hey, I noticed this, but how can we work on this? How can we move forward? That shows that you don't just have truth, but you have grace. And grace and truth is the embodiment of who Jesus was. N, T-H-I-N, N stands for, is it necessary? Do you have to say it? Just because you feel like you have to say it, do you have to say it? This message is for me as it is for you. Do you have to say it? Is it necessary? Is it necessary? Do you have to say that? Is it necessary? Why, why are we doing so much thinking? Why are we doing so much careful living? This is called Christianity. When we actually care how people see us, hear us, perceive us. I don't care if I'm not sinning. I want people around me to know that I'm not sinning. Because there's a difference between not sinning and everyone thinking you're in sin. No, no, no. I'm going to cover myself. I'm going to cover me and my walk with God. And I'm going to live a life that doesn't just pour into me, but affects the people around me. And K, is it kind? Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And that can help the way you communicate to people. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of churches hurting people. I'm sick and tired of hearing people come to our church and say, I'm here because of this, 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 and so and so, so, and that, that church, and they said this, and they come to this church, and then they start talking crap about other people. Wait a minute. So the reason you left the church is now where you're pouring into this place. The experience someone gave you, you're now, you don't know it, you're about to give it to someone else. Man, it stops with me. Here's my next idea. We are the body of Christ, and I will protect this body. Come on, anybody the body of Christ? Is Jesus coming back for anyone in this room? Come on, if you're the body, we need to protect the body. We are the body. I need to protect you. I need to pray for you. We don't just come and sit next to strangers every Sunday. No, 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 no. We are a family. And I love you. And I'm sitting next to you. And I might not know your name, but I'm praying for you. And I'm interceding for you that God does something in your life. We are the body. It's so easy to say, I'm the body. I'm the body. How are you talking to me? How are you feeding it to me? That's not Christianity. Jesus didn't come for himself. He came for the world. It's not how are you treating me? How am I treating the body? How am I treating others? If only you were as protective over the body of Christ as we are some things that we own that will eventually pass away. And we are the body of Christ. And we need to make a decision to say, I will protect this body. I will protect this body. Not only do you have the power to control, the tongue has the power to destroy. Verse, verse 5 and 6, James chapter 3. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. Listen, if you're a gossiper, it ends this Sunday. It ends right here, right now. Gossip is not of God. You're tearing others down. And little do you know, you're tearing up the ground that's beneath your feet. With every gossip you pour, you're not only destroying someone else and their reputation, you're destroying yourself. And I hope it ends today. Likewise, the tongue is a small part. Not that we're a church of gossipers, but you know what I mean, y'all. We're the best church in the world. You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. Anybody love their church? 
Come on. You see, sometimes you need people to tell you how good you're doing. But some Sundays you need someone to say, listen, it's time to control what could potentially kill someone. And time to control and tame what could potentially bring people life. It's one of those Sundays. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest fire set on a fire by small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body and it sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire. Again, not taming your tongue won't burn everyone up. It'll burn you too. It won't cause a fire that you can tame. It'll cause a fire you cannot control, and it will burn up your life. And now your conversations smell like smoke, and now your worship smell like smoke because you're trying to stop fires that you've started with your tongue. Listen, it's time to stop. It ends with me right here, right now. Holy Spirit, here's a prayer. Holy Spirit, next time I feel like tearing someone down, would you tear me down? Because I'm a sinner. I'm dirty. I need grace. I need more love. I need more of God. And it's that image of yourself. That helps you treat others. It's self-righteousness that seeks after demeaning people. But it's someone who understands grace. It's someone who's grown in God's grace and understands mercy that they can stop with the negativity and pour into someone's life. The way you talk, where'd you get that from? The way you talk to your family, where'd you get that from? The way you talk to your wife, where'd you get that from? The way you talk to your kids and talk to your husband and talk, talk, talk. Listen, where would you get it from? Because if it's anything other than positive, it needs to end. It needs to stop. Because how people have affected you, unconsciously you can be affecting other people. Matthew 12, 34. Brood of vipers. When the Bible says stuff like that, you say, whoa, viper. Snakes. It's the best snake impression you're ever going to get on a Sunday. <laughs> how, how can you, being evil, speak good things? How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So wait a minute. All the, all the stuff that I pour out that I'm not proud of comes from somewhere. Yes, it comes from your heart. Like I said earlier, there's nothing more spiritual than how someone talks. Because it's revealing what's inside of you. It's revealing what you've poured in. It's revealing what's literally tucked. And, and, and it pours out. And it pours out. And it pours out. The question is, what are you pouring into yourself? What, what is some of the stuff you're, you're hearing, you're receiving? Man, is it words of discouragement or is it the word of God? Romans 12.2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Romans 12, 2, don't, don't copy those behaviors and the customs, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. God loves you so much that he accepts you as you are, but he loves you enough to point you into a better direction and to grow you, right? So there's this worldly behavior and the customs of the world, but then there's God kind of changing us into a new person. I love the way that verse ends, in the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Here's my next idea. Behavior is attached to thinking. A lot of us are in church saying, Pastor, what am I supposed to do? Bad question. 
Good question. Pastor, how am I supposed to think? Because if I give you what to do, you can go in any situation and do, 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 and do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. For example, you, you're having arguments, right? I'll give you advice. Hey, you know what? In the middle of the argument, just be quiet. Just good advice, right? Just take it, leave it. Cool. Awesome. Next argument. So what do you have to say? Are you with me or not? He takes the, uh, oh, be quiet, and he just stares at his wife. Are you with me or not? My pastor said to be quiet. So I'm going to be quiet because this is what God told me to do. No, moron. God wants you to speak to your wife. Whoever this Joe is, right? He doesn't go here. No, Joe, speak to your wife, bro. I didn't mean it that way. I said to do it. But if we get to how to do things, if, we, if you want to meet with someone to tell you how to do, 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 it'll never work. I can't bring my dues into your life. You know what I do on Mondays? I go to Dunkin' Donuts at 9 a.m. And I open my Bible and I read it. And if I can lay that on all you guys, you want to be holy? 9 a.m. Dunkin' Donuts. Some of you guys work at 6. I can't do it because I can't do it. I can't do Christianity. No, 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 no. It's not about how you do. It's not about what you do. It's how you think. It's what's going on in your mind because that would lead to behavior. I'm not trying to tell you how to behave. We want to help you how to think. Because if I teach you, if we come here every Sunday and preach how you should behave, man, we'll have a lot of Christian robots with no connection to Jesus. I'm not here to teach you how to behave. I'm here to teach you how to think. How, what's your perspective on God? How does he see you? What does he think about you? Behavior is attached to thinking. Last idea, your tongue has the power to bless. Your tongue has the power to bless. James chapter 3, verses 9 to 12. Anybody feeling the word this morning? Anybody feeling good? just want to hear you. James chapter 3, verse 9 to 12 says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. He's exposing how sometimes we just, we act out, man. Verse 10, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. 11, can both of fig, sorry, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Does that even happen? When you're at the Blue Springs here or Wakaiba Springs or any of the springs, at any random moments, does the water get salty? Maybe if the person just urinated next to you. <laughs> just to break it to you. But usually in a freshwater spring, it's only fresh water. Why do we sometimes expect our mouths to be different? God, if it's only, if it's only saltiness, if it's only saltiness, it's always just only going to be salt. It's only always going to just not be fresh. There's a difference. And what, what James is trying to do in verse 11, he's trying to expose a reality that, listen, these two types of water can't flow through the same spring. Verse 12, brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs, neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Listen, with the power of your tongue, you praise the Lord, your Father, or you curse human beings. Has, has, someone, has God ever sent someone to give you a word outside of church? Maybe it's happened to you, maybe it hasn't. Can I tell you of an experience that had 
with Brother Mark. Come on, how many guys love Mark? I love you, Mark. You're amazing. I love his accent. His accent, it's it just, I, I could listen to that man all day. Like, I wish I could bring him up here and just say some stuff, but I'm not going to do that because I'll be extra. But I love you, bro. I remember I was coming in one day. I was super tired. I was super, I mean, it was 7 a.m., and I wanted to go right back to sleep one of those Sundays. And I was just, man, just going through the motions. And, and I was like, man, you know, I'm speaking to myself. You could do it. You could do it. You could do it. And sometimes, listen, I know the Bible. Sometimes you just need the Bible to be said to you. Like, you know it, but I just need someone to just tell me something good. Like, give me something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, anybody get desperate for the word of God at random points in your life? I don't know. So I'm desperate. And I, I walked in, and I was kind of feeling Man, I don't know, it's just a mix of emotions. And, and Mark, he pointed at me, he said, John, I'm not going to butcher your accent, but I wish I could do it because I know more people would say yes to Jesus. Um, he was like, John, I got to tell you something. The Lord just told me to tell you, and I don't, and you know, I've never done this. I'm just going to tell you what he's telling me to tell you. And he started pouring into me. And can I tell you that I came into Osceola High School ready to break those drums. I came in here ready to give God a thousand percent. Listen, I'm not needy. I don't consider myself always just leaning on the opinion and sayings of people. But there comes a time where I need someone to pour into me. Where I need someone to speak life. And the moments that I feel like giving up, God is stirring you up to speak to somebody man what if the first time God used you and you actually heard God was when he was giving you a word what if the best feeling you've ever received as a Christian is not just being poured into but pouring it to someone else and I almost died <laughs> Richie you would have had to catch me bro just catch me I would have died so what is it going to be are we going to let, are we going to let kind of our tongue rule our lives and govern everything we do? Are we going to let God take control of the thing that we could potentially change what's around us and change what's inside of us? What if you wanted to work tomorrow morning just building people up? Evangelism is so much easier when you're living Jesus can I tell you, I heard a preacher say this, and it stuck with me. And I know Pastor Choco talked about evangelism not too long ago here. Remember he said evangelism is one beggar showing another beggar where he found bread. And I love that. I heard someone else say that evangelism isn't inviting people to church. And can I tell you, every time we do baby dedications, I get sentimental. Because I know the best message my parents have sent me in my life is not the Bible every morning, just blaring it in my face. And my 22 years of living, growing up in my parents' house, it's not, it's not all the retreats they sent me on and all the things they've done for me. What sends the biggest message to me about my God and what God is doing is how they live their lives. It's seeing them every morning worshiping and praying with music on in the house and seeing every morning. My dad would be in the car. He'd just start lifting up the name of Jesus. He'd be in the car. He'd be like, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I magnify you, Jesus. There's no acoustic guitar. There's no worship. It's just you just speak because you know the power of your tongue. You know the power to bless. You know the power to control. You know the power to steer your spirit in the right direction. And if you just start speaking positivity and speaking the words of God, what if your words, you need practice, start echoing the words of God in your life. 
Come on, I am a son of God, and I am chosen, and I am not forsaken, and God loves me, and he died for me. Man, what if we started taking our words a bit more serious? Today, I wanted to expose the weight of your words, not to actually meticulously hurt people, but to take that very power, flip it on its head, and give it right back to God. God, you control my tongue, and you control my life. No more bringing people down. It starts with me. Not with my daughters. Not with my leaders. It starts with me. The way you talk could be the most spiritual thing. Because everything that comes out of your mouth just fell out of your heart. So how are we going to live? The choice is yours. The power is in your hands. I love Spider-Man. With great power comes what? And everyone who's never seen that movie, I'm praying for you. With great power comes great responsibility. Honestly, and just like they told me in kindergarten, if you got nothing good to say, say nothing. You got nothing good to say, nothing good to pour in, man, just be quiet. And you will start to build up that, that power in you to pour into others. To speak into someone else's purpose in their walk with God. And it could potentially not only change their life, but change their life. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.